Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting RadioLeMans.com. Right, hello everybody, it's that time of year again. Mount Panorama, Bathurst, Hindy and Creelsey having a look around the pit lane and actually we're behind the pit lane for once rather than in front of it and talking about a car that's here and will run on the mountain but not in competition yet at least. This is the Brabham BT62, our listeners know all about this car but fantastic to have it here this week and Creelsey. Yeah, there's a real hi by the way. Well, hello. hello, welcome back. Thanks um, for having us. There's a real Aussie synergy with Bradman at this place, and Sir Jack, of course, famous for world championships, but he started the Bathurst 1000. Um, David and Jeff teamed up to win it in a super touring BMW, so they've got great heritage here. So it's the first time this car's ever been to Mount Panorama. Um, there's a lot of pride about this car in Australia because it carries... That should be. Absolutely. It's going to be built in South Australia in my part of the woods, Uh developed at the Bend Motorsport Park, which is just an hour down the road from my place. Um, and it, it's the surname. It's the most iconic surname in Australian motor racing history. So to have it at the spiritual home of Aussie Motorsport is great. I'm really keen to see how fast it goes. And word on the street is they've been given carte blanche to go and have a have a crack, oh, really? as they say, is, is my understanding, oh. um, that they're going to be able to go real quick. Might so, we have to be watching an unofficial stopwatch somewhere? Well, I, I doubt it would be an official lap record. But there'll be plenty of iPhones with the timing app up to see how fast I got they it. go. Yeah. I hear what you said. Yeah. Uh, looking great in its uh, dark green with the uh, World Championship gold on it, it's carrying the number one as, as well. Right, let's uh, get into the pit lane and you can talk me through um, some of the key... Oh, well, first of all, Mark Cars. Well, you're talking about Aussie yeah. heritage. No more so than Mark yeah. Cars here. They're a great story, aren't they? And they made their debut here... Well, 2013 it was now your first race yeah, yeah. at Mount Panorama and amazing moment when you saw the gown and hind off L34 oh, for the first man. time with your name written on the uh, 75 Bathurst winner um, yeah these things are great and um, they've got four cars running this weekend two of the generation two mark cars entries two of the generation one cars one of them the blue car is an awesome combo 30-time IndyCar race winner and 2003 champion Paul Tracy making his Bathurst debut. And there's a lot and of... he's in- never driven here before. Never. There's a lot of IndyCar fans in Australia, though. We had mm. 21 years of IndyCar racing on the Gold Coast. He's driving with Paul Morris, who's an amazing character and the only driver in the history of this place to win the three major Enduros, mm. 1,000, the 6-hour and the 12-hour. So, really cool combination. Keith Kasulki, who we know well on this show that... He's um, got an amazing story and rebounding from that amazing fire that he had and the recovery. It's great to see him back. And and all he was working towards was getting back here. Correct. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And he's here now. So amazing stuff. Those cars are great. There's only four of them in their class this year, so that's less than last season. But that doesn't matter. They're going to have a great race amongst themselves and put on a uh, really good show. They're cool cars. They sound right. They look right. It's a V8, Bathurst, just ticks every box. Every single box ticks, and the Coupe versions, the Gen 2 cars, look absolutely great. Oh, yeah, you see, as we walk past the other two in the other garage. Is that, is that one black, doesn't it? I was just about yeah. to say, is it coming out like that? Yeah, that's, that's the number 20 um, Aaron Hargraves car. So, 
local seat sponsorship on the side. It's, it's just flat black all over. That's going to be a massive it's, fun it's favourite. rider, isn't it? That, that is a massive fan favourite there. Right, now, the other big story in amongst many big stories, not the other, another big story in amongst many, is the return of Nismo and Nissan. That's big enough, but... Chio Sands oh, back. Oh, yes, the hero. The hero of 2015 and then to almost 2016 when he was hunting Shane Van Gisbergen down at the end of the motor race. That was awesome. It, it's There's such a cult following for GTRs at this place from 91 and 92 and the 1000 with those amazing cars that, that Godzilla, the term. That's where it created. came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. Um, so it's great to have them back. I love that car, 35, with Chiyo-san. Um, Sugo Matsuda is a great Japanese driver. He's a double Super GT champion and Super Formula champion as well, so he can drive everything. Josh Burden... I knew Josh Burden when he was a little kid racing F3 cars. Young guy from Tasmania whose grandmother was helping pay for his car racing out of her pocket money because he had no money. Amazing story. Good young kid. Um, and obviously Imperatory, Jarvis and Liberati in the other car. That's a pretty... Holly Jarvis doing the every race he possibly can in January and February because yes. he was at Dubai uh, with us. He's, he's just come back from smashing the record that was held for 20-odd years... Uh, at Daytona and now here as well now this is the number six and there's some big names in here but I've got to talk about the livery on this Lamborghini so for me so um, reminiscent of the BASF down through the years M1 BMW and it even has a look over the shape of the car it's similar shape aren't they so whether by design or by coincidence and knowing Wall Racing who are preparing the Lamborghini Hurricane I reckon it might have been a little bit of design involved there. Yeah, great car, red with the crazy psychedelic uh, white stripes and circles all over it. This is a good car. Uh, Adrian Dietz is the AM driver in this car. He owns it, runs it with Wall Racing. Cam McConville, Bathurst podium finisher. Tony D'Alberto, Bathurst podium finisher. Drives with Roger Penske mm. in supercars, by the way. And Jules Westwood, who's making his debut here at Mount Panorama, British driver. Um, probably not outright, but pro-am. Sure, and, and podium in class, I think, would be a really good outcome for those guys. Now, Dean Canto is back at the mountain as well, and that's good news for a good bloke. He's been trying to get back here for a, a wee while. Loads of experience in pretty much anything. He was driving the safety, he's been driving the safety cars yeah. here down through the years with his tie-up with AMG. But this is another Huracan. Yep, one of two in the race. Um, it's the first time we've never had a Gallardo in the field uh. since 2012. Actually, so the, the Gallardo's had a great history at this place, but Hurricane's now the main Lambo in GT3. Um, Trofeo Motorsport, Jim Minoli is heading up this team. He's been here a couple of times. They've been in the top 10 mm-hmm. the last two years, and both times we've got to the end of the race and gone, how did they get there? Yeah. Because we just don't see Stealthy. them. We don't see them during the day, and then they pop up in the 10 and get a really good finish. So, good combo. Sometimes it doesn't appear to, no, to be exactly. particularly spectacular. Exactly yeah. right. Um, Jim's just bought the Australian GT Championship, so he's now the boss man in Australian GT. So he's got a modus operandi to promote that this weekend. Dean Canto, uh, Ben Porter, Ivan Capelli. Yes, that Ivan Capelli. Ivan Capelli. Can I tell you a quick story about Ivan Capelli? Yes, you can. Rocked up in Adelaide late last year at the Adelaide Motorsport Festival in the footwork, uh, not footwork, sorry, Leighton House March. Oh, but still LC might be 88, uh, And reset the lap record at the Adelaide Motorsport Festival. Because he can't. It's very happy. I'm very happy, I'm very happy. Uh, another set of guys who have been doing a lot of travelling 
Uh, Matthias Lauda, Pedro Lamy and Paul Delalana. We used to seeing them in Aston Martins in the WEC. They were racing in um, actually the same numbered car, the 51 car at the Rolex 24 Daytona. Didn't particularly go their way there. They'll be looking for a little bit more. Interesting, interesting trio, this. And, and I think we're going to have to similarly keep an eye on these guys for just stealthing their way up through the field. Now, last year, they ran different cars at the Rolex and here. And they commented that, I think they drove an Audi last year, didn't they? And they commented that it was a massive challenge to get their head around the different driving style the R8 needed. So this year, they've engaged the services of AF Corsa to run a Ferrari 488, which is what they raced last weekend. Yeah. That makes sense, because that way you've just got to work out which way the track goes rather than relearning <laughs> the car as well. Seems reasonable. All right, we're in the pit lane at Mount Panorama at Bathurst for the Lutwin Molly. Uh, 12 hours for 2019. Another Ferrari here and, and more Virgin Australian supercars names that people will uh, recognise from the recent past, at least. And it seems to me that there's even more take-up from supercar stars, both current and relatively recently past. Yeah, Hub Auto Corsa joining the race for the first time. Great to see more teams from Asia coming down here. And it was another Ferrari team, Clearwater Racing, that set that benchmark when they first came in 2013. They finished on the podium twice. Awesome outfit. You don't like to call favourites on a Thursday, but this is a really strong combination and I'll say that for a couple of reasons Nick Foster's been driving with them for a season now in these cars in Blanc Pangetti Asia, race winner Tim Slade's been getting miles with them as well Nick Perkat has a great track record at this place. Yeah, he knows this place still one of the best laps in a Carrera Cup car I've ever seen in my life Nick Perkat, he's a superstar so um, that's a really good combo and Ferrari, 2017 winners, Ooh. that car's not strong anywhere at this place, it's strong everywhere, everywhere. So, yeah, I, I really like Hub Auto. They're a good race team. When we talked about headlines earlier on, I said there was plenty of them. Bentley are back. That's a big headline. First time, of course, we've seen the new generation yeah. of Continental because of the vagaries of how homologation works here. It wasn't eligible last year when it was getting ready to go and race and, and make its debut um, everywhere else in the world. Andy Suchek, Maxime Sulin, Vincent Abril in the 108, and the 107, Stephen Kane, Gilles Gounon, and Jordan Pepper. Not seven and eight. Does that suggest that the, the numbering system has been changed here? No, I, I think it was by choice. I, I, I don't understand. It, there was no 100 criteria for them right. to be that. So um, what I like about Bentley this year, new car aside, but they've had 12 months of development on it, haven't they? So they know the car. First time it's been here. Five of their six drivers, though, have been here for three years now. Um, so Jordan Pepper's the new one, but he's a gun. We all know how good he is. So uh, they're great. They're always fast. They, they want a win here. Nothing but a win for them this year. Malcolm Wilson is on record as saying with everything he's achieved in the sport, he wants to win Spa and he wants to win Bathurst. And they've got a real good chance this weekend. And again, that will be an, another team and a pair of cars that will be fan favourites. Let's move on to some of the Class B runners. Always good competition in Class B. Uh, the four is Stephen Grove, Brendan Grove and Ben Barker. Um, well, Porsche aficionados will know all of their names. Yeah, uh, three-time class winners of this race. And gridded right next to them is the Ash Seawood Motorsport number 43 that are very keen to usurp the Grove team for bragging rights in Class B. And with Danny Studded, Sam Fillmore and Richard Musket, who's a very good driver, jumping in. The third car in Class B is an all-Asian outfit with drivers from all corners of the world, Team Carrera Cup Asia. 
this is a great program and this is what one make Porsche racing is best at doing so they've grabbed the overall champion Chris Vanderdrift they've grabbed the pro-am champion Bao Jinglong Chinese driver they've grabbed the young star the young professional Philip Humprecht who's a terrific young star from Germany and Paul Tresseter the Aussies pulled it all together what a great ad for Carrera Cup Asia four of your drivers in a cup car at Mount Panorama if there's a reason to go and do that championship and that's your prize it's pretty good right Vanderdrift by the way has won three Carrera Cup Asia championships and I don't care what Carrera Cup it is if you win more than one you're a superstar he's just done a deal to race Blanc Pan Asia as well he is one of the most underrated Kiwi drivers amongst many in the world so he's going to be good Right, we haven't talked about any AMGs yet, which is handy because we've just stumbled across the 75. Kenny Abul, who we know from IMSA, of course, uh, so it has to be the 75. The Sun Energy racing car looks exactly as it has done in the past when we've seen it racing in IMSA, and very distinctive it is. He's teamed up with Thomas Jaeger, who is almost Mr. AMG, isn't he, around the world. And Dominic Bauman is a late change in this. Tristan Vautier was down to drive this car, but yeah, a late change early in the week, and Dominic got the call up. We don't really know the reason. We haven't been publicly told why, but something internal has, has gone on there, and they've decided to make a change. It doesn't, for me, change the strength of that combination. Not at all. Finished second last year. Jamie Winkup was part of that squad. They won the Pro-Am class last year. Kenny, of course, went on to win the Bronze Drivers Intercontinental GT Challenge Series. So, good combination. They're paired up with Scott Taylor Motorsport. He's running three AMGs this weekend, all three of them for different organisations. And the next one... Well, this is just ridiculous. This next one is ridiculous because, quite frankly, I mean, in some respects, if racing was done on paper, you might as well just hand these three the trophy right now. Triple eight, the number triple eight... And it is triple eight. And Lowndes, Van Gisbergen and Wincup together in a, an unholy trinity in some respects. It's um, amazing that this happens. Seriously, if you're a, a fan of Australian touring car racing, this is extraordinary. There are 250 Australian touring car championship or supercars race wins in that one car. 15 Bathurst victories. And the list goes on and on and on. 12-hour victories for all three drivers. Winkup and Lowndes in 17, Lowndes in 14, Van Gisbergen in the McLaren. It's extraordinary. Triple Eight have come here in full force with their supercar team. Their supercar engineers are going to help run the car with Scott Taylor Motorsport. It's an extraordinary combination. I'm prone to hyperbole every now and then, John, as you know. But this is, I think, the best driving combination ever assembled for an Australian endurance race. Yeah. I don't know how you can argue with that, with the credentials of the three drivers in that car. It's a, as fact as you can get for an opinion like that. It's extraordinary. Does it, does it speak, Creelsey, as to how far this event has come in a relatively short space of time, or under a decade, mm. really? But does it speak to this, ev- to this event's credentials, both here in Australia and, indeed, on a global scale, the Triple Eight, that Vodafone and Lowndes Van Gisbergen and Wincup come together in an... And it's not just that they are here. It is... I mean, I'm already looking at it. They've painted the garage out. The yeah. garage has been painted out already. They've got all the backboards up. This, yeah. this, is, this is not a pretend it's, effort. This is full on. It's such a Triple Eight thing to do is paint the garage. Of course it is. Well, it's like McLaren back in the old days of Formula One. Um, yeah, it's... It, it speaks to the volume of the growth of the event. Absolutely. But when Lowndes won his first 12 round 14, he needed a gentleman driver to pay for it to run, Pete Edwards, who mm-hmm. drove the Marinello Ferrari. 
this is a fully commercially backed operation. Roland Dane doesn't go motor racing unless it's backed. And that's absolutely Well, that tells you everything you need to know about the event now, that the the, the coverage and the status of the event is good enough to get a return on investment from a a commercial sponsor. Yeah. I don't think they're favourites, believe it or not. (laughs) I I know, that sounds ridiculous. But the AMG GT3 has not got a great track record. They've been on the podium, but in raw speed. If it comes out to an elbows out bash fest in the last 30 minutes... Surely not. Um... I don't know if they're fast enough, and we don't know what the VIP is going to be like. Okay. Um, Great to see David Reynolds back again. Uh, This is the 777. This is another AMG, another distinctive paint scheme. It's sort of a bumblebee kind of colour with the the black and the yellow. Proudly um, with the Bend Motorsport Park on there. And fantastic news that uh, the Asian Le Mans series... uh, heading to the bend as well which we covered on Midweek Motorsport what, a couple of weeks ago when Cyril uh, Teshville and uh, came on the show to, to reveal that um, I mean that's a tidy This that's a t- it's a tidy entry it's yeah. got some names Pro-Am contenders got to be if they stay on the lead lap and you put David Reynolds in for the last in they win the race It's or could could win the race very good combination Yasser Shahin is as fast as any AM driver out there Yasser's involved in the Bend Motorsport Park one of the the two gentlemen that helped build the racetrack, so he's a very, very good driver. And Erebus as well. Yeah, and that's probably the other point. 2013 winners of this race, great to have them back. Since they won this race, they've gone on to win the 1000 in October. They're now legitimate contenders in supercar racing, which is an awesome story. Um, and they've bought their 2017-1000 winning combo and Yildon and Reynolds to drive this car. Remember, Yasser Sheen's car qualified fourth last year, yeah, Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. Like Yildon drive. Oh, yeah, good point. Right, Class C. Always get some interest in in Class C. And we've got a couple of uh, very pretty Janettas sitting here um, in pristine white. Look like they've just been delivered from Yorkshire in, into here. Uh, the 55, two-driver combination here as it stands at the moment. Yeah, one to come. Uh, Jimmy Vernon, who's a Porsche GT3 Cup racer in Australia, very handy driver. Um, Brad Schumacher, Bathurst's finest, will be driving this car. Um, they've scaled back to one car, just uh, couldn't get the second car ready in time. On the upside, I suppose, they've got a spare parts car. Spares on the hoof. Yeah, absolutely. So, If only the dust. No, I could have brought my helmet. Yeah, well, you could have. I've driven There's one of still, these. I haven't signed a third driver yet. JP and I can cover you. You've only got to do like 240 for a stint. Two hours, uh, 240 minutes is, is your stint for a Easy. driver. I've driven one of these. I've so you can still do nine hours in the commentary box. Oh, thanks. I have to go and speak to Cams to get me my licence pushed through. Um, Mark Griffiths, Yelma Berman and Christina Nielsen added to the number 19 AMG squad. Christina, just on the flight from uh, from uh, Daytona as well a couple of days ago and added to this squad relatively recently. I've talked to her and she's talked to her a lot about this when we were in Daytona. Uh, we were sitting on our hands because we couldn't talk about it she's ridiculously excited about coming in it's a great story and we're thrilled to have her someone of her calibre here it's a good combination isn't it Ims a champion a couple of years ago and you know I mean just she's got a great double Ims a champion actually yeah yeah. Uh, Yelma Berman obviously he's got a great track record he's mad properly quick um, that's what we like here, though, isn't it? How many of those have we had over oh, the years? Oh, it's got to be. What's the team? Um, Tell me a little about Griffith. Yeah, Mark Griffith. Yeah, well, he's been in this race for six years now. This is six year running uh, Class C cars as well, uh, Class B, and now Class A. So he ran that car last year. David Reynolds actually drove with him in that car last year. So 
Um, good team. I love that he's gone and got two great international co-drivers. So it just adds so much to the fabric of the event, which is fantastic. This, uh, this car. Craft Bamboo with the Black Falcon livery on the car as well. 77. Hang on, are, are we ever going to see a car where we go, oh, we can go past that one? Because we can't with Mar- Maro Engel, Lucas Stoltz. Luke again, was at Daytona on the weekend. And Gary Puffett works Mercedes DTM drive. This is why I look at the Vodafone car and go, well, that's epic. But, I mean, this, this combination... And there's another one we'll get to, but right. and, and Craft Bamboo. So this is their first race as a Mercedes-AMG customer team. They were Porsche. Before that, they were Aston Martin, yeah. finished on the podium. The big buff and bash of Stefan Mooker down in the final corner. Um, this is a very, very strong combination. Um, Ryan Madison, who was formerly of Erebus Motorsports, helped put this together. Oh, okay. uh, and brought these combinations together with his role at Black Falcon, which is a team that's also been here in their own right. So this is, this is a really good combination. It's cool to have Gary Paffett here. As a DTM fan, and I saw him race at Brands Hatch last year, actually, in DTM as part of him going to win the championship. So that's a good combo. Nice to have him here as the reigning DTM champion. Well, we've talked about some big manufacturers. There's none bigger than the four rings of Audi here. Defending champions, of course, from last year. And by, didn't they enjoy that? Um, Matthew Neil, would that be one tall, lanky West Midlander who does wheels for a living and is a British touring car driver because he knows his way around here? I mean, how do you not doing things by halves either? No, but do they ever? No, no. never have done here. Actually, do you know what? I dare say, with due respect to all the other manufacturers, when Audi first came here, they raised the bar, didn't they? When they pulled in with those trucks, it just it just made everybody sit up and take notice. I wrote a feature for a local magazine, Auto Action, last week. And they asked me to recap how this event had got to where it is, especially that transfer from production cars to GT in 2011. And I cited Audi as part of the reason why we're here, because without their early investment, I don't think the other brands would have taken as much notice. It was a huge gamble, and they backed it. Um, this is a good car, Pro-Amp. Pete Story has raced here with Gordon Shedden before in a motion sport Aston Martin a couple of years ago. Matt Neal, second in the Bathurst 1000, two-litre car with Stephen Richards as co-driver, mm. Nissan Primera. He's been here. He knows the place. Oh, I'm a, I love the BTCC, Hindy, as you know. So to have two triple champions in this field is pretty cool. It's something else you and I have in common, isn't it? But then, of course, you walk next door, and like, okay, the international audience might, know, might not know some of these names, but Lee Holdsworth, Dean Fiore, Marcini, I mean... Come on. I mean, those guys know their way around here. Yeah. Backwards, forwards, daytime, nighttime, yep. want a hand over their eyes. Another great Pro-Am combination. Good to see Mark's back as well. He's a great character, Mark, and his wife, Kerry, uh, race career cup cars, which is brilliant. So good to see them in the Audi. And then the two factory cars, and we say, quote the factory cars. These are the Audi sport entries for the Intercontinental GT Challenge. Throw a blanket over the two of them as to which one's going to be the best. I don't know. I don't think they know. They're both unbelievably good cars, 2 and 22. Two is probably the pick, though, with the three Germans they've got. Chris Meese, double winner of this race. Fastest ever person officially around Mount Panorama. And that's a big thing, as you know. Uh, Christopher Haase and Marcus Finkelhock. Awesome, awesome combination. Yeah, but you can't... I mean, go to the other side of the garage in the 22. Calvin von der Linde... Garth Tander, yes, Garth Tander, and Fred Vervish. Actually, Fred Vervish, perennially for me, underrated by people. He does a great job, and he's got two really good teammates here. There's not a number one and a number two car here. No, absolutely not. And um, Garth Tander, I think he doesn't have something to prove because Garth has nothing to prove, but well documented that he's out of a full-time ride in supercars. 
was out for a day and immediately signed to be Shane's co-driver in the Enduros at Triple Eight. So pretty good co-driver. It wasn't seat. even twenty-four hours, no, wasn't it? Wasn't it was amazing. Um, but he wants to do more GT racing now. He's got a free calendar until September. So this is a great opportunity for him to again show why he is one of the best drivers this country's produced in any car. And what hasn't been recognised, Chris Meese got all the headlines that weekend in November and he did the 59.2, yeah. fastest ever official lap at this place. Garth Tanders, the second fastest ever person around here. He did a 2 minute zero zero point two. So had Chris Meese not done that incredible lap at the end of the day when they DBOP'd his car, Garth Tander might be the fastest ever person around this place. So he can drive a GT3 car. He will be so good. Are we conditions... If conditions play along, how close do you think we'll be in qualifying well, when we do the shootout to, to a two-minute lap? I don't want to kill, be a killjoy. I don't think they will because for two reasons. One, the laps those guys did here in November were without balance of performance on the car. So all the weight went out, the restrictors came off, so it was probably 50 kilos lighter, breathing better, had more grunt. And the other variable for me is we've got a brand-new Pirelli this weekend, which is a hard compound Pirelli tyre. So there's no soft tyres to go on the cars. That's a durability thing, and this place is hard on rubber. That's fine. Um, so will we get a sexy two zero zero number? Maybe Weather not. looks really good Saturday, though. 27 degrees, bit of oh, light okay. cloud. Track temp will be 35, which is what Perfect. where the tyres go, yep, we're going to be good. You could. I, I, we, it won't, you won't do a 59, not with BOP on these cars, right. but who knows? All right. This place surprise. All right. uh, always, always has a surprise. Uh, let's talk, right, Todd Hazelwood, Roger Largo, David Russell back again, perennial favourites. They were an Audi in the 98. A couple of Class uh, C cars, a, a, a trio of Class C uh, cars, and are they all KTMs? Yes, they are. They are. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Good to see the KTMs back. From M Motorsport. They're, they're all good driver lineups too in each of these, so... Class C for mine, uh, until we find out who the third driver in the Janetta is, the BMW looks really good. The RNC Jorgensen strong car. Oh, yeah. These KTMs are good, though. They've all got great drivers. A lot of experience built in this team now. They've run outright cars. They're just focusing on Class C this weekend. They don't, they're parked there. Right. Outright GT3 Lambo. Right. Um, yeah, uh, good to see how they go. They're not overly suited to this place because they don't have grunt. And you need grunt going up the hill. Small capacity engine. It's still a 1.8. It's not something like that. They're amazing across the top, though. I was talking to Tim Macro. He's one of the drivers, three-time Australian drivers champion in F3 cars. And he said, mate, they're just phenomenal. They're like an F3 car over the top. And I I think I'm seeing a few uh, faces that I recognise from Raider Engineering, who are the people behind this. So they're getting a bit of support, almost factory support there as well. That's pretty cool. Um, The Jurgensen Strom guys, of course, they were in uh, Dubai with us. They do a lot of... uh, uh, do a lot of Kreventnik International Endurance Series. Uh, a couple more. And still it goes on. I tell you. Um, another uh, A-class car here. And good to see that there's an Aston Martin here. Two with R Motorsport. And they've got a history in this race. Florian Kalmogera and his team have been fantastic supporters of it. And they're back with two cars. Um, this is emotional for those of us that like a V12 because this is probably the global swan song in a major race for the original Vantage V12 GT3 car with the way the the, uh, homologation works here can't run 19 cars until after this event so it's the last run for the big V12 these cars will be real quick though the Astons have always been fast here. I've driven one of these, not in anger. Um, I raced the V8 GT4 car but I, I drove one of these in a test session in Spain 
and it's a lovely car and I can understand why people like them around here because it's got a lovely balance it's got nice grunts and it just sounds great makes you want to drive it harder yeah it does um, so they've hedged their bets they've got a Pro-Am car uh, Motorsport which is terrific and they've got a Pro car um, oh. with Jake Dennis Vax Vieri is a terrific driver and Kirk Offer as well so um, yeah good combo good team very well drilled that typical Swiss efficiency with a bit of UK flair because don't the Joda Sport guys assist behind the scenes and yeah. I heard some distinctly un. Oh, oh, as if on time. Cue. I heard some distinctly un-Germanic tunes being played out of these garages yesterday, so I figured there was some UK influence. And don't forget, our motorsport, the people who are taking the Vantage body shape, if yeah. not the Vantage engine, into DTM. And there's a link there with uh, with Christian Horner. It's Christian Horner's brothers involved in our motorsport, and Aston Martin and Red Bull Racing very closely linked. We're running out of time, but. We are just about getting towards the, the top end. And the hits keep coming, Creelsey. Number 911, that normally means that there's some Porsche factory involvement. And my goodness, the Porsche Motorsport Asia Pacific team of Romain Dumas, Mathieu Jaminet, Jam Jam, and, Sm- and Sven Muller in a sort of matte black car, which just already looks like it's doing 40 mile an hour and it's stand on the jacks. Yeah, great to have Earl Bamba Motorsport running these cars for the first time. Uh, they run a pretty good Career Cup Asia outfit and were race winners last year with Will Bamba. Every brand wants to win this race, JH, but no brand wants to win it more than Porsche. And those that follow and support the Porsche brand believe they were robbed last year. Mm-hmm. Robbed, because if that race had gone green the whole way to the they end... They had the fuel. They finished 4th, 5th, 6th and 7th they may well have finished first, second, and third. third. Yeah. Porsche have got something to prove here, and they've armed El Bamba with two really good combinations. Um, Sven Muller and Jaminet haven't been here before, but Romain Dumas, seriously, um, nine. He's 12. good on hills. Yeah, Dumas nine. pretty good on hills. Yeah, right. Um, and rally stages, um, which this place can resemble sometimes. 9-12, Dirk Werner, Dennis Olsen and Matt Campbell, who's well proven here. Matt Campbell, one of, I think, 20 drivers who were at... 22, is it now, right, who were at Daytona and have come over, uh, including the next lot. Well, most of them anyway. Uh, 5.40 means, can only mean for me one thing, the chrome green of... Uh, Black Swan Racing and sure enough Tim Pappas uh, Jerome Blinkenbuller who wasn't driving with him at Daytona he was uh, in his usual gig with uh, Riley Technologies in the AMG and Mark Lieb who is who is actually Mr. Par- Dr. Porsche He's, he is a doctor now I think is he Dr. Love now? No maybe not uh, Lieb means love in German oh, so, um, so I think he's finished his PhD um, and uh, he's the man actually who sells Porsches yeah. around the world still still a bit of a tidy race driver as well and an engineering uh, doctorate as well so um, if it does go wrong he should know how to fix it with a CV longer than my parts bill for my 944 he's <laughs> yeah th- he can help you with that as well I'm you sure know. he can these, uh, it's great to have these guys back I love the American influence. I love having an American team come out. It's been a big job for these guys. They've split their crews between the Rolex team last weekend and the team that's coming here, but they're committed to the full Intercontinental GT Challenge with this car. This will be the last run for that current spec GT3R. The new car, Evo car, comes out for um, races after this one. They're going to be good. Porsche's strength is fuel economy. Last year, they were by far and away the most uh, less thirsty yeah. of any of the class and that hasn't that, BOP, that part of the BOP hasn't changed no no no. They, that, that's their ace up their sleeve for Porsche but the other thing they're fast like they've got everything loaded for them 
um, next to them. Combination that finished on the podium next year. They've been here for half a dozen years now. Um, David Calvert-Jones and Competition Motorsports. Ice break sponsorship back. Kevin Estra, great driver. Um, this year we'll get the Matt Campbell thing where we introduce another young superstar from this part of the world in Jackson Evans, right. who's the reigning Crow Cup Australia champion from last year. Won the Porsche shootout. Right. He'll be in Super Cup this year. Super. He's a Porsche young professional, or young junior driver now, so that's why he's in this car. Can I just give a mention, though, to David Calvert-Jones? Yeah. Because ignore him at your peril. Well, I, I spoke to this team earlier in the week, and they were like, we think CJ is probably one of the best AMs out of the cars with two pros and one AM. Agreed. So, class win, absolutely. But... But they can stay outright competitive all day. Yeah. This team competed the least pit stops of any car in the entire race last year. And that's why they almost won it. This was the car that was going to win, the ice break car. Yeah. Had the race gone its full duration and the stars aligned and everything worked out, they were the ones that were going to get to the end on fuel. So watch for them with an hour to go. If they're anywhere on the lead lap, real chance. Four cars right at the pit out end of things. And they're all class. Are they all got class here cars? Yes, they are. Um, there's some quality up this end of things. First of all, yes. First of all, objective racing and McLaren. I, McLaren have had a an interesting history here at Mount Panorama. Um, the cars look great here and they've gone well here, but they've not really. Well, well, you tell me. What do you think? Oh. Have, have, have they still got something to prove? Yeah, I think so. 2016 was obviously a highlight pole lap record win with Van Gisbergen. Alvaro Parent, John O'Webb. Um, these guys denied last year. Starter motor failed at the last pit stop. Yes. They were running fourth. Yes. They had good fuel. It's one of those could have, should have, would have combinations. But um, it's a nice car. It's a combination. We're being told how good McElroy Racing are. It's hard to argue with that. Reigning Carrera Cup Australia champions. Probably win it again this year the way they go. Um, God, yeah. that looks good from the it's front. The with But, of course, 720s coming. So... Yeah. Um, there's a sign in Merchandise Alley here saying McLaren 720S GT3, Bathurst 2020. So it sounds like they're making their intentions relatively clear early. I like that, but that's that's a good thing to do. All right, last three. And there's some big names here. Isn't this a... Oh, no, that's gorgeous. Uh, it's those dive planes on the front that just they do something to it. Um, all right, the 999 car, Maxi Book, uh, Maxi Gertz, and... Uh, Maxi Marciello, because we're going to have to... <laughs> yes. it's, the, it's, it's the three Maxis. change his name. This is another one of those holy moly combinations, isn't it? Maxi Book, who almost won this race in 14. Maxi Gotts has been here a couple of times. Marciello was part of the Sun Energy 1 team last year, finished on the podium. Um, Grupa M Racing, another Asian team making their debut here. They picked up some great support from Manfilter, AMG team. They won the Blancpain Asia Championship in 17, so they're a proper outfit Good to have these guys here. Tied in, Chinese roots, Pagani China, amongst others, involved in the, the back end of this outfit. But, uh, yeah, cool. And you'll never miss them. It's bright yellow and green with, like, a scaly tile livery over it. It's a bit like a snake. Incredible car. They're, they're going to be real good. Well, we've mentioned all the big German mix, Porsche, Mercedes-Benz, Audi. Uh, but we've not mentioned BMW yet. But they've got the last two pits and they've got a very eye-catching set of six drivers in these beautiful, absolutely beautiful M Motorsport. Massively emotional win for the Rahal Letterman-Lanigan team. My mate Piers Phillips has just gone there and taken over the, the role of uh, president of 
of racing operations. Charlie Lamb, sadly, shuffling off his mortal coil um, last Thursday, who was, who's been Mr BMW and Mr Schnitzer forever and a day. And you talk about the BTC days, that's when I met him, of yep. course, and, and formed a very strong friendship with him. Oh, and in Australia, it goes back further than that to 87, when the 1000 was a round of World Touring Car Championship, and those amazing M3s came to Australia for the first time, and BMW Team Schnitzer was, was driving those cars. So two BMW M6s, front row of the grid two years ago, pole position last year with Chas Mostert, the Schnitzer outfit. They've led the race the last two years, haven't got a result, haven't even got close to a result between these cars and the BMW Team SRM car that's not here this year. They're, they're so fast, but they've been real fragile for the last two years. So if they've got those kinks out now with two years' worth of experience, either of these cars could win. Augusto Farfus, Martin Tomchek, he's what a cool driver. Um, and Chats Mostert, who's just an absolute lunatic. And he'll and be Farfus, one- of course, drafted in to the car that won. So yeah, he's here right. with his new Rolex because poor Tom Blomqvist couldn't get his visa through. He must be kicking himself. Good for Augusto, though, isn't it? Nice to be with a Brazilian flair in the paddock as well. Uh, and Chazzy Mostert will just plug himself in and go real fast. Ultimate plug-and-play accessory. Yeah. Um, and Vulcan Horse Motorsport, who are back their second time to this race. Michael Jensen, Nicky Katzberg, and Christian Cronin, who won the Spa 24 with that team last year. So, good outfit. M6, uh, it, it, it's been frustrating, BMW, for mine as a fan of these cars. They're a cool-looking thing. They've always been fast. But they've always had issues in the race, whether it's driver-oriented or car-oriented. If they put it all together, they're as good a contenders as any, and the driver lineups of these are fantastic. So... I know we've said that a lot in this amble up to where we're standing now by the de-restricted speed sign and the entry to Hell Corner here at Pit Exit, but there's so many good combinations. For mine, there's 10 cars that can win this race easily, and then there's another half a dozen at least that if they're on the lead lap at the end with a pro driver in, absolutely any chance. Yeah, I, I like to think that when we do this walk, I get a bit of a better idea about who I should be watching for. Um, in the last couple of years, that's not always been the case, and definitely not this year. Krilzy, you've done a, a cracking job getting us up uh, uh, getting us up the pit lane here and talking us through this. I think we're going to be a bit busy and a bit excitable this weekend, don't you? It's going to be big. Weather's going to look good for us so far. Mid-20s in the seas on Friday, Saturday. bit hotter on Sunday, but that's all right. But chance of a splash on it, Sunday as well. It's been unpredictable. There's been more humidity here than I've ever felt. It's 100% humidity as we talk now. And there's been afternoon storms rolling. And on Monday afternoon, they had 90 millimetres of rainfall in an hour. Now, that's not going to happen on Sunday, but this place is predictably unpredictable when it comes to the weather. Could play a role. Great field. 40 cars. I think that's a perfect number as well. Hopefully we see less safety car than we've seen in the last two years and we get some more green flag running. So those really interesting strategies can play out. But it's going to be an arm wrestle. This this will be a sprint race over 12 hours. That's Richard Creel. I'm John Hindorf and Johnny Palmer will help us call the race, of course, with the rest of the seven sports team headed up by Mark Beretta and you can tune in either in audio or in sound and vision on the international feed. Go to RadioLamont.com for all the details. Right, can we start now? Can we? This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. Tell your friends there's more at RadioLamont.com.